greeted this morning with those greetings of grace, mercy, and peace. From God our Heavenly Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, now and forever, and henceforth. Amen. This morning I might jump around a bit, reading a few different places, and don't know if I might have too much to say on, on one spot more than another, but might just read a few anyway, and, and uh, a few of these passages I was looking at, and and uh, looking through prophecy and and the fulfillment of that prophecy. I may only read a couple of verses in each spot, so if you don't need to need to flip through and follow along, but I'll read from the the sixth chapter of Zechariah, just a few verses here, the twelfth verse to the end of the thirteenth. And then I'll read also from Jeremiah 23, from the 5th verse, to the end of the 6th verse. So in Zechariah 6, verse 12, it says, reading in Jesus' name, And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne. And he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. In, in Zechariah, or Jeremiah, sorry, Jeremiah 23, verse 5. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Amen. Sorry, I, may, I might actually jump around a little bit more. I may read from the the second chapter of, of Genesis. And I may read from the 16th, 16th and 17th verse, and then the third chapter of the 22nd verse. So Genesis 2, 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day thou eat, that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. 
And then the third third chapter, 22nd verse. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Now finally I, may, I might read from the the first chapter of Matthew from the 18th verse to the end of the chapter. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. first passages in, in Zechariah and Jeremiah are prophecy of that that child being born which my mind it seems hard to wrap my my head around even think of of him being a child even though at christmas we think of him as a, as a newborn babe and of course he was as he became both god and man and it's something i mean it's not necessarily anything that i need to even think about i guess but you kind of i almost think in my own head well this little tiny one day old or two day old baby surely had a lot more knowledge and thinking than any of us might have had and, and I don't know and I, like I said I don't even know if that's anything worth saying but it's how I, how I think of it But the thing I, I first thought of, and I, I was first looking at that, that chapter in, in Zechariah, and excuse the way that I, that I come about going different places, just thinking of things, and how I think about that little, little child and who he became. And that's where I have that 
confusion, I guess, of myself thinking that who he became. I feel like he was that all along, of course. And then I was reading how he was the that the branch, as it is told in prophecy. And now what I was saying about, excuse, just the way that I, I come about thinking of these things. And I don't know if I was tricked or if, or if Grandpa was trying to playing a joke on me or something, but I, I, uh, as far as I know, that's what happened, and, and there's probably people here that know more about me. But I was younger, and, and Grandpa wanted to go, wanted me to go help him plant some trees. And like I said, he may have been pulling a pulling a trick on me but I believed it up until now and maybe it's true maybe it's not but he uh, and he said that they that these were Russian poplar branches that he had and I don't like I said I, I did I don't know why I've never looked into it further I just took it as, as that's the way it was at the time that these Russian poplar branches, he says, you can just put these in the ground and they'll, they'll grow up into a tree. And that's all they looked like were just branches. They weren't anything, they weren't, they didn't have any roots or anything. They were just uh, some branches off the tree. And we planted those, those branches in his backyard there. And they grew as far as, as far as I, as far as I knew. I mean, I saw them grow up, so that's just the way that I was thinking about this. It came to my mind that this branch, and a branch seems like just a part of something, and even on its own, if you take it off that tree, if it's other than me, I mean, that's what I'm saying about this this Russian poplar, I don't even know if that's the name of it. But any other tree that I can think of, I don't know if you can just take a, a branch off a tree and, and make it grow into another tree. Maybe you can, but I don't. As far as I know, I don't think that's the case. But this branch is almost, to me, the way I'm thinking of it, that it is almost insignificant on its own. That it it couldn't couldn't be any more than just a branch and I don't know if my understanding is off on that but I just that story with grandpa it made me think about that that just that branch it could become more that that branch Jesus Christ as it says here in, in Jeremiah, that right, a righteous branch, that it grew up, and like I don't know if I'm making a direct current connection where there isn't a, a direct connection, but in Genesis there.
that tree of life and that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the way it seemed to me when I was reading this passage then going down this rabbit hole that I, I got going down and going through different portions here. And as far as I can tell and as far as I have read and understood in the past that there was that tree of life in the garden as well as that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Actually, it's right here. That ninth verse and out of the ground made made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it seems by my understanding that those are those were two different trees. And I don't know that it I've always known that. I always thought kind of maybe they were the same thing too, but it seems that they're separate here. But anyway, God says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou thou shalt surely die. And we know, we know what became of that. We know that in this next chapter here that, that, that serpent, tricked and lied and, and deceived Eve into eating of that tree. And I don't know if, I, if I'm incorrect in saying this, but I see Christ in both that tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the, and the tree of life. It is easy for me to say that, that for the tree of life, but it seems harder for me to, to think of it in that way that he was that tree of knowledge of good and evil, that, that he would not, God would not want Adam and Eve to have anything to do with that, or not have anything to do, but not to eat of that tree. says to me concerning that tree that tree of knowledge of good and evil I fail to make uh, to, to disconnect the entirety of this word with Jesus Christ I see that this word is Jesus Christ each each jot and tittle here is Jesus, this word, this holy word. And there is much in this word, this, the entire, I guess you could say, this, these first chapters, the, the law, the, 
the law that God put forth that we may, would be able to follow it. Without that law, there would be no differentiation between what is good and what is wrong, or what is good and what is evil. And Adam and Eve, at this time, before this, whatever verse here, that third chapter, that first verse, before that first verse, Adam and Eve had no need for a Savior. That world was perfect in the time, and God communed directly with, with Adam and Eve. And then they ate of that tree of of the knowledge of good and evil. And they were able to see themselves for who they were. And isn't it the same way when we look at this word? This word which I believe is Jesus Christ, as it says in John. When we look at this word... It shows us exactly who we are. It shows us the difference between good and evil. And when we line ourselves up to the law and to and to God's commandments and what He would, what He does, it, He He doesn't He doesn't uh, show leniency. He demands that we that we fulfill these, fulfill the law, fulfill His commandments. And when we line ourselves up to those commandments, how miserably short we fall. We are entirely unable to merit being able to to commune directly with God again. And in that fourth or third chapter, and the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and, and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. And then that's where Jesus comes in. Then we are in need of that Savior. And Jesus is is, is both those things, I believe, because he, he both we cannot we cannot ignore what God demands of us. We cannot think that that, that is something we do not need to worry about. We cannot think that we we cannot skip directly to the verse where it says that if you believe Jesus or believe believe in Jesus that you are saved. I know I've said it before, but how many times Uncle Dick 
said to us that there's a difference between believing in Jesus and believing Jesus. But as I was saying, Jesus is both those things. He both shows us and, and, and brings us down and how glad we can be and what, what a joy it is that He would bring us down. As awful as it is and, and as, as we, much as we do not want that light to shine as I don't know if I could. It's in John, that first few verses in John. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Not a, it's not a fun thing for our flesh and for our, our, our human being here on this earth to have that light shine, shine into our darkness. Those things that we want in our darkness, we'd rather leave them there. It's not a, it's not a nice thing to, to, to look through this word and to, to see how much this word tells us how miserably short we come from, from receiving or meriting that reward. But Jesus is both that knowledge of, of the, what is good and what is evil and, and He is that life, that tree of life. It is not a thing that is left on one end. It is that that tree of knowledge of good and evil that brings us to that 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 godly sorrow that works that repentance in us that we might come to see that we need that tree of life as well that we might live forever. And without it there will be there is no life. Matthew it says and she shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins that is what Jesus came here for to save us who have been given this word by grace in a sinful world that we might know what is what is right and what is wrong and ultimately to understand and know that we are unable to do that on our own. It seems the more we try at something, the harder it is. The harder it is to achieve it. There is that realization as soon as we we said, oh, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to fall into that temptation. That'll be the last of that. Might be the next day or the next hour or the next week or whatever. Seems we're right down that path again. 
and therein is that that godly sorrow that we can we can receive when we look into this word that we might repent of that thing and even then it's it's not that we will be absolutely free of that thing for the rest of our life this world is is sin and this flesh is sin we may fall into that again but we have that that tree of life to go to there in the 23rd verse behold and this is in Matthew behold a virgin shall be with a child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us we have God with us because of what happened so many years ago that Christ's child was born he came into this world was it in Zechariah or wherever it was I might not go back to it or maybe it's even in Luke No, but um, anyway, what I was thinking of that, that he would build that temple. I'm not sure where that is. Set up that that temple. And we know that that temple or the that church dwells in the hearts of the believers. how perfect God's word is when we look at it and see that it says that and then we also read here in Matthew that Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us that connection that direct communion with God had been restored Because Christ is here with us. And I guess you can say it's not directly to God the Father. But we have that that intermediary. We have that advocate with the Father. God with us. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. And I was just looking for that verse in Luke but I couldn't find it but I looked at this as well I just saw this speaking of uh, uh, Simeon maybe I'll read these these verses the second chapter of Luke from the 25th verse down to the 32nd verse and behold there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and the same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him 
And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. What a beautiful, what a beautiful account when we think of this man Simeon. amazing thing it would be to be him and to have that that understanding and be given that understanding in that time someone who had been I guess you could say outside the story and yet been given that full understanding of who this Christ child was that is not something that he came by any any other way than by the Holy Ghost. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to you for him after the custom of the law, that is when he saw Jesus. That is when it says that he is, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Jesus had built that temple. And I don't, I don't mean physically this temple here. Jesus came here and set up that kingdom. He set up that church, which is in the hearts of the believers. We as believers are that kingdom of Christ. And there may be more and, and, and pray that we might be that light. But pray before that end, that end comes. And we do not know when that end may be. Pray before that end that there will be many more Simeons. Pray that there may be given to those people who are living in unbelief. Pray that that Holy Ghost would move in them, that Spirit would lead them to that temple. And pray for ourselves, pray for each other, that if those people come to that temple, that they would find Jesus there. And it's not something that we can do of ourselves. It's not that we can mindfully make ourselves ready. We pray that that person would not be moved by the Holy Ghost under direction 
of that spirit that they would come to that temple and not find Jesus there. We need to have that light within us that when those things come, if that situation arises in our life, that that light would be in us and that it would not be us that speaks to them, but that it would be Jesus Christ through us, that it would be God with us that it would be Emmanuel and that they might say also that they have seen thy salvation that is our that is our whole our whole duty and the whole fulfillment of this word is that we are we were lost and condemned creatures and yet by grace we are saved and through that grace that light Emmanuel that God with us is living and dwelling in each of our hearts not for our own our own gain but for Christ that we would be doing his work and it is for his kingdom's gain And I know that even even we say that it is I say that well that it's our, our work and that is our, our duty and even that is something we are entirely unable to do. Yet we have been given that grace to believe. And that light of Jesus Christ, that that, that light that shines in the darkness has shone through ours and he has the ability to do that with others and pray that that each of us may have that light until he comes again in Jesus name Amen Here we close with the benediction may the Lord bless thee and keep thee May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.